Have you wondered about living elsewhere after you retire? Well, we have, almost daily. As you know, it's not an overnight decision. Hi, this is Gil and Jean of Retire There, a podcast about places to consider living in during your retirement. We started this program for selfish reasons. We planned on visiting cities earlier this year, spending some quality time, not as tourists, but pretending to actually live there to get a real sense and flavor of the place. We've made one trip earlier this year, which was great. And we were planning for the next trip. Then COVID hit. Yes, unfortunately. A little background about us. I'm Asian, born in Brazil, South America, and grew up in Flatbush, Brooklyn. I'm an engineer turned attorney and practicing higher ed law at a college who loves working with students, faculty, and staff. I'm not Asian, born and raised in Long Island, New York, place I've always wanted to leave. I'm a law librarian working in a court who loves his job. We've lived in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn for many years and have been thinking about our future home. So we will be speaking to folks from around the country who have moved to venues of their dreams and more, and we will share their intimate secrets. Whoa. Just kidding. But we will offer information that you may not find anywhere else. So stay tuned. In today's episode, we meet the Murphys, a great story about a couple who retired, bought an Airstream, and while building a home near the Blue Ridge Mountains in Georgia, is traveling the country. We start with Lori, who was born in Duluth, Minnesota, moved to Florida in the early 80s, and lived there for 36 years. She has a bachelor's degree in accounting and an MBA. Her career included working for Darden Restaurants, Universal Studios, and other corporate organizations. Lori retired from Disney this past year, January of 2020, the year we will never forget. She enjoys working out, reading, and traveling. Wayne is originally from Monroe, Louisiana, and moved to Orlando in 1983. He is a U.S. Navy veteran and has a B.A. degree in radio TV management from Northeast Louisiana University. He had a 20-year career in TV news as a video photographer, field producer, assignment desk manager. After that, he spent 20 years as an Orange County, Florida deputy sheriff and retired as sergeant in the training section overseeing the training of all newly hired deputies. Wayne enjoys hiking, biking, reading, and cooking. I think we need him over here, Gil. <laughs> Good for you, Lori. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's um, wonderful. Yeah. So, guys, this is a really interesting story. And uh, as I understand it, you're still on the road. Um, so if you could walk us through your journey, your whole process of um, how you decided to build a home and uh, how you first launched this traveling across the country venture. Okay, I'll take the, the beginning of that. Um, a few years ago, we knew that we were coming to the end of our working careers and we wanted to know what the next phase was. What are we going to do next? We had a big home in Orlando, Florida, big four bedroom home with a pool and all that and getting tired of mowing the yards, cleaning the gutters, taking care of the pool. So we wanted to downsize and we figured eventually after some looking around and compromising and that was a big word there is compromising. Uh, we settled on, you know what? Why don't we just get rid of the house? Let's do some traveling. Let's buy a trailer and travel around. 
And so that's pretty much what we did. Now, I can take it back just a little bit that, oh, I don't know, about 16, 18 years ago, we took a trip up to uh, Blue Ridge, Georgia, um, took our daughter up there, who's, uh, you know, what, middle school or even younger at the time, I guess, like eight or nine years old. And, uh, you know, to watch the leaves change and all that sort of thing. And uh, come to find out, you know, we really enjoyed the area, found out that we had some mutual friends up there who had already moved and were working in the area. And over the years, we kept going back and uh, visiting the area and really just enjoyed being there away from um, all the hustle and bustle of the big city type stuff. So that's kind of how that uh, evolved. And did you say, Wayne, that you um, considered living on a boat for a while? Yeah, you know, um, I've got a brother that lives on a houseboat on a, on a river in Louisiana. And, you know, it was kind of like, well, that's pretty cool. I think when we retire, why don't we just get a big boat and cruise up and down the coast and maybe to the islands and, you know, see if we can go all the way to the Great Lakes and things. And, uh, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> and, and somebody's like, mm, well, I don't know about that. <laughs> So it didn't have a hundred percent buy-in. So I knew we'd have to look for a, you know, plan B. That's the art of the compromise is uh, we both realized that I was not going to buy in a hundred percent to living aboard a boat and sailing around. But uh, we then saw the Airstream trailers and fell in love with them. And after a lot of research of looking at every kind of drivable, towable, that was out there, we decided on Airstream and we haven't looked back since. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing to live in. Uh, so you purchased the Airstream? We did. Uh, we spent a lot of time doing research. We went to several RV shows, uh, looked at, like I said, towables, uh, the drivables, the great big huge ones to the little teeny weeny ones, and kept going back to the Airstream just decided after a lot of research, they hold up well, they look great. And for the two of us, it's a 27 foot airstream after a 2,400 square foot house. We live in this little 27 foot airstream, but it's perfectly fine for the two of us. And uh, we've been doing it for the last year and a half. What did you do with all your belongings from your Florida home? We sold most of it. Facebook marketplace is a wonderful thing. Uh, I was working remotely at the time, except for one day a week, and um, was able to list listing on Facebook Marketplace. And we sold pretty much everything. Our king size mattress and box spring is in storage. Our big screen TV is in storage, and some clothing is in storage and kitchen utensils. Other than that, we sold everything. Wow, in one place, so you didn't have to hold any garage sales or anything. Well, we we did have a garage sale as well, just for some of the things that you really can't put on Facebook Marketplace. So we did have a garage sale, but the bigger things like our master bedroom set and our dining room set and our daughter's bedroom set um, and some other furniture that we had in our sitting room and that, we sold all of that. When did you get on the road and how long has it been? Well, let's see. We picked up our trailer uh, on a Saturday uh, in May last year in 2019. And uh, had the closing on our house uh, like the following Tuesday. So we've been a little over a year and a half now. Uh, was it 18, 19 months or whatever? Mm -hmm. Since May of last year. We were both still working at the time. So we stayed locally in the uh, Central Florida area, just going from, you know, kind of like nomads, campsite to campsite for a few days here, a few days there. 
until we both uh, were able to finally leave the workplace. Uh, now, Lori had already said she was working remotely most of the time. Mm-hmm. So we were able to be, you know, pretty much anywhere as long as we're back in Orlando for the one day a week she went to the office. And have you been all the way across the country? Yeah, once once uh, Lori, you know, closed the door on her working career, we uh, finished up a few things locally, um, you know, doctor's appointments, going to the dentist, stuff like that. Got in the truck and started heading west, you know, went all through the, the, the Gulf Coast states and then up north to Minnesota, where she's from, out west, uh, through the Dakotas, Wyoming, you know, hitting a lot of national parks, Washington, Oregon. California, then started heading back. Um, there were days where we didn't know where we were going and the next day, and we'd have to sit and look at a map and go, well, what do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? You know, that kind of thing. But we spent uh, eight months this year from March through November 1st when we came back to uh, the Central Florida area. Eight months, 21,000 miles, 28 states, all during the COVID uh, issue that we've been having all this year. So did COVID impact your uh, travels? It seems like you were on the move, but it was just the two of you. So you're in your bubble and um, you're out there on the road pretty much. So you can really see nature and all, right? So how did how did COVID affect you, if any? It, yeah, it, it, it affected us because we had to change our plans. We realized we had to really be flexible now. We, like you say, we did have our own little bubble, so we were kind of isolated from, uh, you know, people most of the time. You know, we'd wear masks and things like that and go into a grocery store and then go back to a nice isolated campsite where we had no cell phone service. We couldn't, uh, you know, even, you know, stream anything or or, uh, go online and read the news or anything like that. So we were fairly well isolated. It didn't make us change our plans uh, from a lot of places we wanted to visit. You know, museums were closed, borders were closed. We wanted to go up into Canada and all the way around Lake Superior. Uh, we couldn't do that. Um, a lot of state parks were closed initially. And then as things started to open back up, these first phases, we were able to go back into a few parks and, and adjust our um, our plans. I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you one thing that, you know, being flexible like that was we were in International Falls, Minnesota. Um, there was a... Uh, a national park there, Voyagers National Park, which all you could do is go hiking around. You couldn't visit the, the visitor center or anything. But we went into town and just went for a walk through the little quaint downtown and looked over in the corner of a side street. And there was a museum that had just opened that week. Bronco Nagurski, the football player. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know, so that was kind of cool. You know, yeah. you know, just happening upon some things. Uh, throughout this whole experience and um, lucked into being able to go visit some stuff. You know, uh, a lot of these places, you know, uh, Lori will tell you, you know, they limited the number of people that could go and you, you, know, you had to take the appropriate precautions. They take your temperature and, mm-hmm. and things like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, we did pretty much what we wanted to do. Uh, our initial plan, we just had to be a little bit more flexible. What does your RV consist of? Um, is there a full bathroom? How's the kitchen? Yeah, it's uh, it's got a full bathroom in it. Like I said, it's actually, it's a 27-foot model, but the measurements are actually 28. So at one end of the trailer, we've got a dining area with a table and like a half couch and a full couch. So Wayne's side that we're sitting on right now is the full couch and the other half is mine. We have a kitchen. It's very small. Wayne, that's the one thing he, yeah, you can kind of see it. 
there's our kitchen. Okay. So it's nice. it's got the sink and the stove. Right. It's got a microwave and uh it looks like a big bottle of vodka, but it's not really over there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh it's it's small, but we do have a, a shower. It's like taking a shower in a phone booth. It's it's small, but it's good. On one side of the hallway, on the other side of the hallway is the uh the sink and the toilet. So we've got two separate rooms there, and then in the back we have a queen size bed. And overhead cabinets for uh, all our belongings and also under bed storage as well. So for us, it works perfectly fine. It looks really cool. I mean, I'm just thinking from going 2,400 square feet to basically a tiny home, right? Mm -hmm. Um, How how was that? Was there a culture shock? Were there things that you forgot to bring with you? Of course, you can always buy stuff, but do that. Yeah. I think it was more the opposite. Yeah, we much. had too much stuff that we tried to put in the trailer. Uh, what we found out as we continued on our journey was we'd stop at campgrounds and I'd start digging for something and go, why did we even bring this? We end up just getting rid of it in the dumpster or donating it, depending on what it is. Wayne, I know because he's a very, very good cook. They call him Chef Murph. So yes, he's a very good cook. And that's the one oh, thing is he doesn't... Wow. He doesn't have a lot of counter space to work with. So when he's chopping and dicing and slicing and all that, it's it's difficult at times. So that was an adjustment. And, of course, not having laundry. Found out about laundromats, and we always carried a couple rolls of quarters with us wherever we went because there's no washer and dryer here. Do you do a lot of grilling? We do, yes. We, we have a, a propane grill that is uh, set up on our picnic table outside our campsite right now. And, yes, we do a lot of grilling, which makes it a lot easier to just grill something and fix some kind of side dish on our stove, which is a propane stove. Mm-hmm. And it works fine. Wow. Yeah, Thanksgiving, we put a turkey breast in a crock pot and I baked cornbread dressing on the grill. Wow. Oh, that sounds nice. <laughs> That's right. The, it the was turkey. delicious. <laughs> it sounds great. Yeah. So technically, um, your residents of what state? Is it still Florida? Right now it is, yes. Uh, When we went on the road, we signed up with uh, a mail service that also allowed us to um, set up a domicile address. So we do have a domicile address in the state of Florida and a mailing address, which is in Livingston, Texas. How do you get mail from the Airstream? Well, we have the service in Texas, and what we do is we just send them an email and if we're going to be someplace for enough time to get the mail actually shipped to us from Texas and just tell them to send it. Um, in fact, we've got mail arriving today. It's been a couple of weeks since we saw our mail and we've got a package arriving from Texas today uh, to deliver everything, including the Christmas cards that we ordered so we can send Christmas cards out. <laughs> That's nice. yeah, all our mail goes to this address and they just hold it until we ask for it, basically. Mm-hmm. Oh, OK. So that's right. very convenient. OK. So what's the most p- difficult part of living in an uh, Airstream? Gosh, that's a hard one to answer because it's it's really become our lifestyle now. It's, it doesn't mm-hmm. seem difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, we're used to it. We enjoy it. it. I think it's there's more joy than difficult because there's less maintenance. I mean, you know, you still have to do some things. You got to, you know, if you're getting ready to hit the road, you got to check the tire pressure in your truck and in your trailer. You got to make sure you've got water. If it's going to be cold, uh, do you have enough heat? Um, you know, the, just things that you have to prepare for, but I won't say it's difficult. There's nothing right. difficult, I don't think. Oh, wow. Not th- difficult uh, to drive 
Do either of you have a trucking background? You know, minor things. You know, when I was a kid, we had a boat my family had growing up, so we towed things. Um, I was in the horse business for a while years and years ago and, you know, towed horse trailers and all that. So when it comes to the driving, Wayne does most of the driving. I can tow as well, but don't ask me to back up. He's the expert at backing into campsites and all that kind of thing. I am not confident enough to do it. Yeah, I feel the same way. Yeah. I drive a uh, Volkswagen Golf, and anything bigger makes me nervous. <laughs> but I mean, I go pretty fast in my Golf. So, <laughs> can you tell us about the house being built in Georgia, and ha- why did you decide to build rather than buy outright? Oh, well, I'll, I'll start on that. Is um, because we both decided that this was going to be the last place we'll ever live. Mm-hmm. It'll be our forever home. And we wanted it done exactly the way we want it. And, uh, you know, I want the kitchen a certain way and she wants the shower, the shower a certain way mm-hmm. and things like that. And so uh, while we were had been all these travels to the Blue Ridge area, we'd always rented a cabin, a log cabin, various ones throughout the area. So we knew we wanted to retire to a log cabin and we wanted to be built exactly what we want. And, uh, and that's where we'll stay and, and as use it as a base of our operations or traveling from mm-hmm. here on out. Mm-hmm. How much property, um, do you have and are you able to, you know, leave the, the airstream off to the side or? Yeah, we, uh, own just about three and a half acres in what they call a subdivision, but it's a subdivision with big lots. Obviously ours is three and a half acres. Our house is about 22,000. About two. 2,000 square feet. And what we're doing is we're going to have a regular garage for our, our big truck that we tow with, and we'll probably get a second smaller vehicle eventually. But we're building almost like a lean-to on the other side for the trailer. So we can park the trailer underneath this next to the house, and it's going to have a water hookup, a power hookup, and a sewer hookup. So our cabin is going to be two-bedroom, two-and-a-half bath, but that will serve as our third bedroom and third bathroom if we need it if we have extra people staying over we can just hook the trailer plug the trailer in and they've got water and they've got power and they've got sewer so they're set to go that's a great idea yeah yeah now in building a house that's no small feat how did you uh learn all that i know you do a lot of researching but how did you did you have to get permits or you hired a good company to help you with all that yeah we uh when we started going up there and thinking that maybe a log cabin was the way to go we kept going back to this one log provider named called Satterwhite. And the nice thing about Satterwhite is they have um, a designer as well. So we knew we wanted a single story with a full finished basement because as, as we're aging and all that, we don't want to be going upstairs and all that kind of thing. What we did is we pretty much said, we like your logs. We'd, we'd like to use you. And they brought in a designer and we started out with one of their stock floor plans and then customized it to what we wanted. and that's how we ended up with what we've got. So their designer did it for us. And right now um, they also provided a couple of builder options. So we met and interviewed with these builders, went out to our property, had them look at the property and we're waiting on estimates right now. We plan to start building in the spring. So we're waiting on estimates to see how much it's going to be to build what we'd like. And what particular style is this log cabin going to be? 
it's it's not going to be the typical round logs. These are kind of squared off dovetailed logs, um, but it'll definitely be a log home. Style-wise, are you guys, you know, modernist, minimalism? I guess the closest you could look to would be kind of like uh, kind of like a craftsman style, maybe. Oh, okay. Okay. You know, it's got a nice, it'll have a nice big wraparound porch all the way around it, mm-hmm. um, which is important in the uh, log construction in, in, in that these... Nice big shaded um, eaves and things help provide some protection from the sun, so it helps protect the logs and things like that. That sounds nice. But it's, but it's mostly, most of the living is done on the main floor, mm-hmm. um, you know, fireplace, a nice kitchen, you know, to be able to enjoy it. I mean, we when we were working with and designing, we are figuring out what's going to go where. Okay, where are we going to put the Christmas tree? We're going to go in this corner over here, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's really smart because we never know where we're going to put the tree. And we argue over that every year because there isn't <laughs> much space. We, we live in a smaller house. So you're mm-hmm. going to go back to a large house or a large space. Mm-hmm. And then you'll be building up your um, your purchases, all the items that you got rid of. But at least this time around, I think since you've lived in the RV, it'll be very different, don't you think? It'll be very different because we know what we want now and we don't have to accumulate quite as much. You know, we we want to pick up a couple of nice pieces of furniture that will be there Mm -hmm. forever because this is it. This is the last place, the last uh, bedroom furniture set. We'll enjoy it. And, you know, we've done a lot of looking around in that respect, too. You know, looked at a lot of furniture places. Is it true that it's less costly to actually build a home from scratch than to purchase one and then make all those renovations that, you know, one would like? I would imagine it is right now. Just from the last time we were up in Blue Ridge, which was September, Hmm. September, we were in Blue Ridge and talking with a friend of ours up there who was in real estate. And the market is so hot up there for existing properties that people are offering top dollar for any kind of house, even if it needs renovations or not. So I think we're going to come out on a better end by taking our design, doing it the way we like it to, and knowing that it's just what we want and not having to worry about anything else. Great idea. You can even buy one of these um, uh, homes on Amazon that are, you know, well-made. No, 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 seriously. Um, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, constructed by, um, you know, real professional architects. And they range from, you know, twenty to 90000 Um, I was looking at one last week. It was about 40000 And it was about 1,000 square foot. I mean, it is certainly going tiny. But you have all the amenities. And um, I'm interested in kind of the mid-century or Nordic style, where everything's just very clean, streamlined, and simple. So, so building a home is is just ideal, and and you nailed it. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I think I think we have, and we're we're very excited to get started on it. But we were talking about it the other day. We've been in the trailer for a year and a half. Well, the construction's going to take probably until the end of next year. So we got another year living in the trailer before we're going to be able to move into the place, which is fine. I mean, we're comfortable here and it works for us right yeah. and you don't have to be anywhere in any particular time right you don't have to True. go to work and what about blue ridge um attracted you 
Well, I, I, there's a lot of things. Um, you know, we liked, liked the, uh, the rolling hills and things the, and the mountain mountains. views and stuff instead of the just three decades of flatland in Florida. Just mm-hmm. it was, I, I think more of it was a change. It was, it was something different. We enjoy the, the hiking around and, and walking and things. So we enjoyed getting out into some cooler, uh, climates. You know, even even in Florida in December, you know, it's going to be up in the 70s today. And this is kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, it is. We were looking forward to nice frosty fall mornings, mm-hmm. um, watching the leaves change and things like that. One of the things that attracted me right off the bat was uh, a grocery store chain I'd never even heard of before mm-hmm. that I'm like, oh, this place is amazing. They've got everything I want here. You know, look at the seafood counter. Oh, look at this. Look at the cheeses. <laughs> so, What's the name of it? Ingles. Wow, that's good to know. Yeah, and, and there's a there's a lot of other things going on in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's got a quite the agritourism uh, business. Um, there's a lot of wineries in Georgia of all places that I you never would have thought of. It's one of the largest uh, apple producing areas in the whole country, which we didn't know the first time we went up there. Wow. Apple festivals and things. Mm-hmm. Um, we just really enjoy different things like that. The The town is really nice, nice shops. Um, you know, it's a small town, mm-hmm. but it's got everything else, you know, um, which we haven't taken advantage of yet. You know, like the going to a new dentist or something. We're still in the Florida mode for that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got one of the few operating drive-in movie theaters still. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's, yeah. That was going to be one of my questions. I heard about that. Yeah. Which, yeah. which turned out to be a good thing for them this day and age. Yeah. We've been this year. Yes. Um, I have a question. Is there also, is, there's a lot of hiking around there. What about fishing? Is, how's, the, how's the fishing around there? Oh, it's like the trout fishing capital. Yes. Um, I'm. It's, it's interesting because I'm the person who does the fishing. He's the person who cooks the fish. <laughs> So I'm going to, once we get settled up there, one of the things I'm going to do, and they have several places in Blue Ridge that does this, I'm going to have somebody take me out and teach me how to fly fish. Cool. Oh, great. So I'm, I'm planning on many trout dinners in the future here. <laughs> <laughs> That's something new. Yum. And can you tell us about healthcare? What are the choices around where you will be living? I know you still will travel, but um, in terms of your future home. The healthcare there is, is pretty good. They've got... Um, you know, in, in our particular insurance plan, it's it's there's doctors and dentists and uh, eye doctors and things like that that are in our network. Um, we haven't taken advantage of them yet because, like I said, we're still in Florida. There's adequate and uh, good health care. And we're only, you know, a couple hours from Atlanta for if, you know right. some major thing were to happen to one of us that if we were to need something really serious like that. So it's it's a pretty good um, area for that. Well provided for, I believe. Yeah, they have a hospital in Blue Ridge. Uh, they have an elder care facility there. Plenty of doctors and dentists and eye doctors to choose from. So uh, it's really a nice, really a nice area. Uh, there's the the usual things like you've got the McDonald's and the Dairy Queen and the Lowe's and the Walmart and all that. But when you get into downtown Blue Ridge, what's nice about it is all these small businesses that just have the neatest art stuff, uh, furniture, quilts. There's a quilt shop there that I think we're going to get our quilts from there for our beds. Um, just some really neat small businesses to go with the regular things that you need to have, like the Walmarts and the Lowe's of the world. 
wow, that sounds really neat because yeah. we love these downtowns and you can go and get a nice cup of coffee. Yeah, I love a good downtown. Kind of, yes. Are you near airports? Atlanta. Um, our daughter lives in Atlanta, so Atlanta is about an hour and a half to two hours away. Mm-hmm. And of course, Atlanta Hartsfield, as you know, is huge. You can go anywhere from there. So if we decide to fly to Minnesota to see family, to Louisiana to see family, or just to go anywhere, we'd end up flying out of Atlanta. Yeah, trip to heaven or hell takes you to Atlanta first. It's the biggest airport in the United States. The most used airport in the United States, I should say. Yes. How far are you from Savannah? Savannah is a pretty good day's drive. Um, what, maybe six hours, I was going to say about six hours. From- that far, wow. Yeah. But Savannah's, uh, that was one of the trips we took earlier this year. Yeah, early this year. Yeah, we went to Savannah and we went to Charleston. Savannah is full of history, of course, and we've been there before, but this was the first time that we camped there and actually went into town and spent some time walking around. Beautiful city, lots to see. We didn't have enough time to see everything we wanted to. Charleston, uh, my dad's side of the family still has some relatives that live outside of Charleston. I haven't been in touch for years, but there's a lot of history and beautiful homes and things in Charleston as well. And we did the same thing. We camped and uh, drove into Charleston, spent some time walking around there as well. Yeah. But those places are too close to the ocean these days. We're yeah. a little tired of her. We're a little tired of her. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Now moving from um, Florida where it's so tax friendly given everything we've read, are the um, taxes somewhat, are they higher? Are they on par? They're higher. Uh, There is a state tax in Georgia, which there is no state tax in Florida. And uh, just from our daughter's experience of moving from Tallahassee, Florida, where she graduated from Florida State, up to Atlanta, the cost to register a vehicle uh, the state taxes, all of that. It's it's a little bit on the expensive side, but um, that's just one of those things that we knew going in that we'd have to deal with. Right. But the location comes first. So exactly. I get it. Yep. Um, do you think you can get a lot of visitors to Blue, to Blue Ridge when you move there? I think we'll have a few. Um, we've got friends that will occasionally stop by and some family that will do the same. Um which is why we wanted to make sure that when we built this cabin, that our main living area is going to be on the, on the main floor. And in the basement, we'll have that second bedroom, a place that we can uh, set aside to, you know, go down and exercise, that kind of thing. Uh, we enjoy wine. So we'd like a little corner that we'll be able to sit and have a glass of wine and listen to some music. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I don't know if we'll have like, a, you know, a movie room, out of it or something, but it'll be a place for visitors to, they can have their time. And when we don't have visitors, it'll place, it's mm-hmm. a place that we can also enjoy just to do something different, you know, like, why don't we go downstairs and have a nice glass of wine this evening? Hey, that sounds like a great idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That sounds so nice. So mm-hmm. warm and cozy. I love a movie room. Mm-hmm. All right. Is there any advice that you would give to people who are about to retire? Depending on what your your dream is for retirement, we spent a lot of time going over the financial aspects. We do have uh, financial planners that helped us with that to make sure that we were in the right place to do this. Do your research. The research that we did before we bought the trailer, the research that we did before we decided to build this log home and visited the area and all that kind of thing, 
make sure you're, you're financially comfortable and do your research would be the two biggest things that I could recommend to anybody who's getting close to this time. And don't start when you're ready to retire. Start thinking about your dreams like we did years beforehand and figure out what is your dream and what do you want to do with this second phase of your life? I think that's really important. And when that time comes, go for it. Yes. Don't look back. Don't look back. Don't start second guessing yourself. Go for it. And what what does your daughter think about what you're doing? She's very jealous. She and her family <laughs> are very jealous. Um, no, she thinks it's wonderful. Um, they are looking forward, since they live in Atlanta, they're very much looking forward to a place to visit in the mountains because they love it in the mountains and the hiking and all of that as well. So they can get away from the city. But yeah, she, uh, she would love to be doing what we're doing. But what's interesting is my mom and stepdad, when they retired, did something very similar. They did a lot of traveling, and I remember them sending me pictures and talking to my mom on the phone about all these great travels that they'd done and all the places they'd visited. And I said, I'm going to do that. And we did it. Oh, wow. That's great. That's a great story, yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing this wonderful story with us and this wonderful journey, um, which I think will go on, like you said, for another um, at least 18 months until your house is built. But it seems that your Airstream is you know, part of your life and uh, you'll continue in that path. Absolutely. We definitely will. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Thank this you. is great. All right. All right. Well, thank you. Soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed our show. If you know of someone who relocated for retirement and wishes to share their story, please reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Our email address is gg at retirethere.com. Our website is retirethere.com. And you may follow us on Twitter at retirethere underscore. Don't leave out that underscore. And if you liked our show, please subscribe and rate it in Apple Podcasts. We'd really appreciate it. In the meantime, be well. Be well.